0: Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Here. Yes. Quarterback Club. All right. Uh, Had to get through the, uh, just uh, went a little longer. Um, And there's, you know, there's certain things that happen at Quarterback Club. For example, James always does a tutorial every week. And and sometimes there are a lot of questions around the tutorial. And today was, for example, on uh, Two Minute Drill. Uh, And it's fun. Uh, So, I apologize for being late, Caleb. Thanks for bailing everybody out. Appreciate that. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, excuse me, today we'll have on the show Nate Bauer on 3.com and Dave Ennett, the play-by-play voice of Northwestern. Tomorrow we'll have our high school roundtable and the King. Got to have the King on tomorrow because – Friday is a travel day for moi and with everybody else. And with everybody else. Everybody else includes like Drew Aller, (laughs) James, Daquan Hardy. Hey, it includes everybody. (laughs) Jack Ham, what the heck? I might as well bring him considering he carries me every single week but yeah that's uh, that'll be Friday now we did have Jack and I have a little joke between us right now because we usually we alternate who um, we alternate uh, who buys the dinner so I took the first one there was a reason why I took the first one um and uh, the first one would had to do with the Hall of Fame thing, and that, that was the reason um, uh, And that is um, and I wanted to thank everybody because look, I'm not where I am without other people. I mean, not in the I mean there's just no way in the planet. I'm not, you know, um, and Kevin can tell you, as the speech I gave on tape was all about um, um, was all about everybody else. So I just talked about, you know, this person helped me, that person helped me, this person helped me. It's, that's what it comes down to. So that's why I did that. So it's turn. Well, it turned out on that trip, Roger couldn't make it; he was sick. Brian couldn't make it; he was sick. So we had a skeletal crew. Well, now everybody's going to be there this weekend. Jack looks at me; he says, "He says they're all going to be there." <laughs> I said, "Are you rooting for illness?" <laughs> and we're 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 just kidding with each other because then I've got Ohio State, and I've already picked out the restaurant. At Ohio State, um, uh, so that will be uh, yeah. So I already have that picked out, but that's that's what we're we'll doing—the the running joke between us. Uh, Mel Tucker has been officially fired at Michigan State. He's been fired for bringing ridicule to the program. so they fired him for cause and of course firing him for cause means that they don't have to honor the rest of the contract well I think I've been saying it's 77 million I guess now they're saying it's nearly 79 million so I missed by 2 million my apologies to the audience and that's for Michigan State that is the key to all of this getting out from under this contract. That's why they did it now. They fired him for cause. So that it's their attempt, again, this is going to be an attempt, to not have to pay Mel Tucker anything remaining on his contract. He, of course, will now countersue because he wants something out of it. Alan Haller, who was the athletic director of Michigan State, claimed in the letter The school had amassed a body of undisputed evidence of misconduct that warrants termination for cause. Tucker and his attorneys immediately pushed back, pointed language against the firing. And a letter from his attorneys, which called the proposed termination unjustified for several reasons. In a statement September 19th, Tucker said Michigan State, quote, does not care about my rights, the truth, or its future liability for policing its employees' private lives. Haller said today's termination notice that Tucker's responses provided, quote, a litany of excuses. Haller said in a statement, quote, simply put mr tucker's response does not provide any information that refutes or undermines the multiple grounds for termination for cause set forth in the notice instead his 25 page response which includes a 12 page letter from his attorney and a 13 page expert report provide a litany of excuses for his inappropriate behavior while expressing while expressly admitting to the problematic conduct outlined in the notice Tucker's responses include the formal response from his attorneys within the seven-day window that Michigan State had noted on September 18th. The 25-page formal response argued point by point at times with Michigan State. Those responses have now set the stage for a legal battle, and the legal battle is going to be over the $79 million remaining on the contract. Now there is no way in heck he's getting the seventy-nine million, but is there a number they arrive at? And he laid it out, and this, and I talked about the lawsuit part of it uh, a week ago, and they said, "Look, it was this statement here that tells you about the lawsuit, All right?" I look forward to one day obtaining discovery against Michigan State. That's all you need to hear. You read that, that tells you they are suing. He then included including the trustees and the athletic department to see what they really knew and said about this matter as well as their motives in handling the entire investigative process. But I look forward to one day obtaining discovery against MSU. Well, that tells you. What they're thinking. Okay? Tells you everything. And it goes from there. They said the conversations Tucker had with Ms. Tracy regarding her appearance, flirtation, and phone sex occurred exclusively in their private lives, unrelated to either Tucker's work or her work, and were entirely consensual, according to the letter. Despite the firing, There is still a hearing on October 5th. It's part of the process. It's part of the process. So they still have to do that next week. Tucker's lawyers pushed back on that. They call it terribly flawed, unfair, biased, and devoid of due process. Okay. They also criticized the school's ability to keep confidentiality. After a story by USA Today in early September detailed the allegations against Tucker. Trace and your lawyers said that they were compelled to share the information that they received. Word her name had leaked out. The school had hired a law firm, Jones Day, to look into the alleged leak. Tucker's career officially concludes with a 20-14 and record, of which they had an 11-2 mark in 2021 and a Peach Bowl victory over Pitt. He was rewarded after that season with a 10-year, $95 million deal. Harlan Barnett is now the acting head coach. Michigan State, since Tucker was removed from the sideline, has lost both games by a combined score of 72 to 16, and they play at Kinnick Stadium on Saturday night against Iowa. Oh boy. I'm not sure America wants to watch that game anyway. But, problem. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show is brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, the best in new inventory with great warranties. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee and a fabulous service department that backs it up every step of the way. That way when it comes time to trade in for your next SMC vehicle, your vehicle's in great shape. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. It's been far too long since we've had this guy on. That's Nate Bauer on three dot com and uh, Blue White Illustrated far too long. Uh, Sorry about just missing out in the Ryder Cup, but it's great you're with us.
1: Hey, you know what? That uh, that helps ease the pain. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, I I thought it might. Uh, Let's uh, so four games. You always have the thrill of watching the in-game conversation with fans. But, yeah. you know, so, so the ups and downs that go with that.
1: <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, how enter-
0: entertaining is that?
1: Oh, boy. I don't know if entertaining is the right word. Um, it's, you know, <laughs> look, it's I, certainly cooler heads always prevail, uh, you know, after the fact. I think that in, in games, it, it's funny because, Uh, It does feel like this team is somewhere in between, right? After games, it feels like, just given the nature of every game they've played, uh, look, realistically, you're talking about a team that's winning games by 20 points this year, like on on average. I mean, it really has not been close any of the final scores that Penn State has had this season. So the feeling right now is very much... Of exuberance, right? I mean, this, this Penn State team can beat anybody. They're, they're right. They're ready for Ohio State. They're ready for Michigan, and that's fine. <laughs> but what 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 an in game Fred shows is look, there there are things, right? That there like this is not an infallible defense. Uh sure. they they do have areas, um, and nobody is right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. Is right. is, is, is uh, you know, Drew Aller didn't have a great. Uh, first half, certainly, at uh, at Illinois, right? The offense wasn't really clicking. Yeah. The offense in the first half against Iowa. There, there, there's lots of stuff out there in both directions. But what it gives you a perspective on is it, it, it usually is somewhere in the middle, and I think that that's the case with this team. All right,
0: so now they've gone through four games. Let's do this in a general big picture. Where is this team better through four games and where do you still have a question or two after four games? Hmm.
1: Okay. Where is it better? I think that honestly, it's it's more mature and patient offensively than I would have anticipated. I, I mean I, I genuinely think that one of the harder things to do in college football is have a quarterback who will live with and thrive on Taking eight-yard pass completions, right? It's just, it's just that's why defenses do it in college football. That's why defenses make will give you some of those throws. So the fact that that Drew Aller has been able to do that, the fact that Nick Singleton and Catron Allen have been, uh, you know, mature about this, right? The situation where they're not mm-hmm. getting the looks that they were getting previously. I, I did it. To, I think it was last week I equated it to – remember when Barry Bonds was hitting 70 home runs a year, and, and the entire conversation about his 70 home runs was that not only was he hitting 70 home runs, but he did it effectively on one pitch a game. Right. right. <laughs> like there was one pitch a game that he was going to see that he might be able to do something with. And in a lot of ways, that feels apt for what Catron and Nick are seeing. It, it, right? they're just They're seeing defenses that are not going to let them – do what they do, Um, you know, and so there has been a learning curve there that I'm not sure that either of them has really mastered at this point, but they're they're sticking with it and it's fine. Um, So, yeah, it's it's, look there there are absolute positives on the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball. Uh, You know, look, I, I just think that if they can have that combination of the defensive ends creating pressure and the cornerbacks shutting down receivers like that, that's just a, it's a deadly combination because you're going to get one or the other, right? James Franklin said it the other week. You're either going to get sacks or you're going to get turnovers. Sometimes you're going to get both. But so far, they, they've been really, really effective at pressuring the quarterback, maybe not always coming up with sacks, but those pressures turning into turnover opportunities. You,
0: We saw Drew Aller last year uh, going um. Uh, In ten of the thirteen games, and you know the situation allowed him to get in. Now you're seeing him full time at the spot. Watching him full time, what do you see?
1: (sighs) I see a I see a sophomore quarterback who has unlimited potential. Honestly. Like I do, I do think it's important to keep it in perspective right? because I, I think that there is a tendency with him specifically to lose perspective. Not not that he loses perspective; that fans' perception of him loses perspective. And so, I, I do think it's important to say, uh, okay, he's uh, you know, it's not that he makes mistakes; it's that he he's not going to be Superman all the time. He, mm-hmm. Is there potential for him to become that? Absolutely, but it seems very clear to me, and I, I'd actually be interested in hearing your thoughts on this. Penn State and Mike Irish have said, "Hey, man, uh, we're going to make this real easy for you. <laughs> you just do not give the ball away, right? Don't take the throw that is sexy, and you might want to make because it's so uh, it's so appealing." Right, just just take what's in front of you because you are going to have that. You're gonna get that based on the respect that all of these defenses have for Singleton and Allen. So, it, right, you've given him the car keys, uh, and and he is a very very fast sports car. But he's driving it instead of like a 16 year old. He's driving it like a 40 a year old. Right, the guy who's been there, a guy who's done this, and and I just I do think that with that combination of maturity and his physical ability, it, it's it really, really bodes well for him moving forward.
0: Yeah, this is this is what I'm seeing. Um and that is it's it's overall defenses make certain bets as to what they will concede and what they won't. And to this point You know, you look at most of the defenses Penn State has played. They don't want to concede the big play. So they want to stack the box. They want to take away as much of the running game as they can. But when you throw the ball, and here's a good example with Iowa. If you can somehow bait them with a double move, bang, bang, and then get past them, okay, now you've got it. Well, they did that a couple of times. And guess what Iowa didn't do? They just kept backing up because Iowa's philosophy is everything's underneath. And I think Mike... In combination with Drew, they've done a good job to this point of taking what the eight defense has given them, and not forcing it into a situation that could be bad.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. I, I, that is exactly the view that I see, and, and to their credit, right? It and to be honest with you, even to James Franklin's credit, this is a guy who believes firmly in the notion of explosive plays dictating outcomes of games and right i mean that that has been a core tenet of what he's brought to penn state over the last 10 years he has i mean (laughs) as a younger guy it's like it's hard to say this but i feel like he's matured in in understanding and grasping and embracing really the notion that hey this is a team built to be defended the way that it currently is and the way to beat those defenses is to just relax, right? Just just grind it out. What he what he said about uh about the, the halftime conversation that you're on Saturday, don't get bored. Just just stick with it because this is these this is the way, this is the blueprint that you're going to have to beat these types of defenses. And then on the back side of it, he knows and I think I know and I think you know that this is also a team that can and will be explosive when the opportunity presents itself. It's just a matter of when that opportunity is going to come because at some point it's going to flick. It's the right teams are going to get tired of this of getting grounded and pounded to death. They're they're going to be willing to take more chances on the back end, uh, and then we're going to see what happens.
0: Which then brings me to one of Drill's, uh, Drew's skill sets happens to be. The strong arm, in combination with the accuracy, the ball gets out there quicker. What has that done to Penn State's quote quick game? And also, when they decide to go with the flanker screen game, the bubble screen game, because of how quickly he gets the ball out?
1: Yeah, I mean, to, to me, it's 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 really important for them to, and they have done it, uh, you know, intermittently. But getting getting the ball to some of those playmakers in space, Franklin talked about it yesterday about not necessarily right stopping the perception that chunk plays in the passing game can only occur by throwing the ball 50 yards downfield that that perception has to stop it needs to change and evolve to where people understand like it it's it's on keandre right it's on trey it's it yeah. is on uh liam right that like you have receivers nick singleton look at, look at the most of i mean I don't know if you agree with this, but the most effective Nick's been this year is catching the ball out of the backfield. That's right. Right. All of his big plays and and I'm using big, uh, you know, comparatively speaking to what he's done previously, but the biggest plays that he's had this season have all been through the passing game and getting him the ball in space. So I, I I mean, I I think that there is a lot there for Penn state to work with moving forward. And this (laughs) I I always I always hesitate around this conversation because I know that it either seems smart or very, very silly. But I, I do think that there's a certain extent of them holding some things back to this point in the season, right? They, they have not had to test themselves really offensively at all. And so, I, I, I right, in terms of some of the creativity, some, some of the different things that I believe they have the capability of doing, I, I don't think we've really seen all that much of it or, or to the extent that they're capable
0: which then brings us to the defense which was on the field a total of uh, 14 and a half minutes on not Saturday night. I mean yep. that's that's almost stunning. Uh, yep. But you know what are you seeing not just with the first group because I to me they, they rotate in so many players to me that to me personally they're all starters. How, what are you seeing in terms of the cohesion of this defense as to how they play whether it's the front seven or the back group whatever?
1: Yeah, No. well, look, (laughs) this is is where it gets funny because they're doing what Penn State defenses have done under Franklin and really dating back before that, which is they stop the run, right? They just, nobody's running on them. And so by stopping the run, uh, whether that's, right, the, the, the front four, whether that is the linebackers and Kobe King and Abdul, right, whatever, however you want to put it, they are putting opponents who let's let's give the the counterbalance here and be totally clear. These offenses stink. <laughs> like, <laughs> Iowa's offense is not good. Uh, Illinois's offense is not good. Now, do they have some players? Yes, but on the whole, these are not good offenses that they've been facing so far this season. So it will change. There will be tougher matchups for these guys moving forward. But critically, in in my opinion they are managing to stop the run against teams that like to run and then forcing them to pass against teams that can't pass. They they just they don't have passing games. The quarterbacks aren't equipped for it. They don't have the receivers for it. Uh, And and so that's where you're seeing this manifestation of turnovers created, fumbles, sacks, you name it, that all of that stuff is becoming uh, is becoming such a fixture because they're Forcing all of these teams into third and long situation. and they're doing that by stopping the run.
0: Right. So we're not going to send this tape to Iowa to use for season ticket renewals.
1: You know what? If you if you want to, that's fine. I, I <laughs> uh, you know, look, I I don't know. I I have uh, I, the Big Ten in general, right, ha, just has this very strange embrace of offensive football. And and when I say strange, I mean, they don't, right? You've got so many programs that I'm not going to say don't care, but they just, they believe firmly in this notion that you can do what Penn state is doing right now. Right. But, but they don't have the other, they don't have the threat. (laughs) They don't have the threat. So they're they're trying to do what Penn state has gotten comfortable with doing this season, but they don't have the alternative. There is no alternative. And so it becomes very easy to defend
0: uh basketball uh yeah. interesting interesting um interesting mix i thought mike and his staff did a great job of like like building a team out sure. of the in terms of positional team out of the of the transfer portal i'll start with the schedule they've released the non conference schedule and yep. 95% of it's out <laughs> yeah yeah there's a there's one, off one, one there's one there's, there's one more uh, but what are your Let's start with the schedule. What's your thoughts just on what they've released to this point?
1: Yeah, I think, I think there's a great opportunity for a team that is admittedly new, right? Uh, you're trying to meld a, a bunch of different pieces together all at the same time. It gives them a runway to do that, right? And so there's, there's a lot of, uh, Sugar in there, I believe I believe this yeah. is our colleague yeah. Dave Jones used to call it right? right there's a lot a lot of sugar in there a lot of sweetener, but also I'm not sure that it you know i I hate to get into like net conversation at this point in the year, but I don't think it kills them based on some of the opportunities that they're gonna have in the orlando tournament right they 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 are going to see. Good teams. It really no,
0: all three no of
1: those games should no be that they should have top fifty-ish net in every single one of those right. games on a neutral floor. Right. So I, you know, I, I think that it's it gives you an opportunity to, to build up some confidence, explore your rotation, see who can play, see who can't. Uh, you know, and then but also not totally kill yourself if they should in fact. Get to uh, a situation where they're where they're bubble ish. You know, I mean, you got to win right. ten games in the Big Ten, no matter what. Right, uh, and then from there, you, you see where things fall.
0: Any player or players you're interested to see right out of the gate of the mix that they have brought in?
1: <laughs> I mean, this is, this is such a cop out, but I want to watch Ace.
0: Well, no, I want to see Ace. No, i I've watched I watch Ace the last two days. There's a good reason why you want to watch Ace.
1: Yeah, right. I, I mean, I just, I want to see him. I want to see how his game translates to this level. I want to see Penn State shooters, right? Zach Hicks. I, I've heard good things about how he shoots yes. the ball, yeah. right? It, there, there are, there are pieces there. I, I don't, what's going to be interesting to me. And what I'm most fascinated to see is, okay. Ace Ace is going to see a very different lane from what he saw in the 8-10. Right? Sure. It, it's not going to look the same when he gets in there. Okay. Now, does his ability to score stay consistent through that? Is he is he just that good? Or uh, does he have to adjust his game a little bit and find shooters? And then does Penn State have the shooters to make those shots? Because part of the dynamic that, that I think exists based on the the personnel that they brought in is you've got a, a, a head coach that desperately wants to build a program around defense and and all of the different things that they can do right i mean they're going to pressure the ball they're going to do a bunch of different stuff that's great but it can't do does he have the players does he have the personnel that can do that and score or does he have scorers right that can't that can't play defense as well as he's going to want to. It's going to be I'm very very interested to see how that kind of works itself out to where his best right? can you have your best shooters on the floor or are those guys that you're going to have to kind of pick and choose your spots when you get them in the game.
0: My good friend, it is always a pleasure. Great to have you back.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime.
0: Nate Power, the outstanding Nate Power from on3.com. And Blue White Illustrated. Uh, Dave Ennett, the play-by-play voice of Northwestern football and basketball. Next half hour here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. All right, great to have Nate back on the show, and we'll uh, have Dave Ennett, my good friend, really. In our business, if you're going to find, I mean, and I say this about a lot of the guys, but if you you find a nicer guy in the business than Dave Ennett, who's incredibly talented, Dave does a great job on WGN in Chicago and also with Northwestern football and basketball. But it's just one of those just terrific, down to earth guys that uh, I have a lot of of respect for. And Dave will be on in the next half hour. And Jody McDonald in the final half hour will talk about the Eagles. Uh, yesterday we had Neil Coolong talking about the Steelers we'll have Jody Mack on to talk about the Eagles in the uh, final half hour of the show Um, and we have also mentioned uh, the Mel Tucker situation that he is officially quote out now they'll go through the process they still have to do the process of October 5th um, which is a mere formality and He's already started on the Mel Tucker side. They've already started the process of now counter about suing. And the lawsuit is going to be all about the $79 million. By terminating him with cause, Michigan State feels they do not owe him a dime of the remaining $79 million he is saying everything is consensual and it's his private life and he should get the money that will be in a court of law and that's what they'll determine what i I tell you this We get interesting stories every week, don't we? Your home for news, accuweather, and sports.